HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by the Dairy Farm Families of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Did you know that today Wisconsin produces more than 600 varieties, types, and styles of American, international style, and original cheese that win more awards than any other state or country? To learn more, visit eatwisconsincheese.com. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network. We're a member-supported food radio network Broadcasting over 35 weekly shows live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. Join our hosts as they lead you through the world of craft brewing, behind the scenes of the restaurant industry, inside the battle over school food, and beyond. Find us at heritageradionetwork.org. Well, good morning, Heritage Radio Network listeners. Today is January 19th, 2017, in case you're listening in the future, which many of you do. It's a beautiful, finally sunny day in New York City, and this is episode 84 of Tech Bites. Very exciting. This is actually our third year. We're going into our third year of shows. Um, It's gone by very quickly. It seems like it was just yesterday we had show number one. <laughs> Tech Bites is the weekly radio show on the Heritage Radio Network where we talk about the intersection of food and technology with innovators, founders, influencers, and all kinds of great people in the food tech space. Today, we are going to be trying to answer the age-old question, what's for dinner? A lot of people ask that question on an almost daily basis. A lot of people want and would like some help with answering that question um, and maybe having a little help getting some dinner on the table. So we're going to be discussing that a little bit further on. But first up, we are going to do like we always do at the beginning of Tech Bites. We're going to go around the studio and talk about apps that we love maybe new things that we've discovered, maybe old favorites that have been living on our home screens since 2008. (laughs) Or I think that was when the first iPhone came out, 2008. So I'm going to kick it off with the Women's March on Washington app. Um, 
Depending on which news streams you follow, you may or may not be aware that there will be a Women's March in Washington, D.C. on Saturday the 21st. Um, a peaceful protest highlighting a lot of really good um, really good qualities, characteristics, and causes for all people. And the great thing about the app is you can download it, and it is native to your phone. So all of the information provided about frequently asked questions, important numbers, um, people, schedules, all of those kinds of things, you can have access to them on your phone without Wi-Fi, which is important because often when you go to a festival or a protest or a sporting event where you have hundreds of thousands of people all logging into the same Wi-Fi towers, often Wi-Fi service can become a little spotty and in some instances non-existent. So big, big, big events like this um, are good moments to have all the information you need available without technology and also maybe planning to meet up with people, find people and have a game plan that doesn't require technology also. Um, concerts, marches, sporting events, protests, those are all really great things sometimes to just make a game plan to experience them in real life without your tech. And to help you do that is a little piece of tech called an app, Women's March on Washington <laughs> app. <laughs> so that's my little app and slash uh, public service announcement um, to anybody who may be planning on being at the March on Washington. Joining us today in studio is Naz. We, uh, uh, uh. Uh, we did this last time. We did this last time, and now I'm having... The pressure is the on. The pressure is on. The pressure is on. Wait, maybe I should Re Instagram... Oh, good job. Naz Riahi. I had a little bit of a trauma pronouncing her name correctly, and I really try to pronounce everyone's name correctly on the show, because people's names are important. Naz Riahi. <laughs> the founder of Bitten, and Bitten is a conference, event, um, and website, which is bringing uh, food to culture and tech. She has a conference in L.A. and one in New York. The conference in New York will be coming up on May 12, 2017. Um, Naz is a great uh, friend, women in tech colleague, and also prior guest on Tech Bites. She was here on Tech Bites episode 63, talking about last year's um, Bitten event in L.A. Mm -hmm. So welcome. Thank you for coming out. Thank you for having me. I love being here. So is there, um, oh, and if you want to follow along, she's doing a lot of fun Instagram stories and things like that on the This Is Bitten Instagram feed. Yes, and uh, on my own. I, I do most of the stories on my, I should do more on This Is Bitten, but also Nas Riahi. But I have a new Instagram stories series actually coming out on This Is Bitten starting, I think, next week, which will be very, very exciting. So is Instagram then your app? No, 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 no. Listen, here's the thing. I have three things to say. Okay. 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 Three things to say. First of all, I am really excited that you're going to the march as well because you're going to be my app at the mark. I like, I, I'm going to bring one of those leashes that my mom had for me when I was little and I'm going to connect us. I'm so nervous about, so I'm going to be a live app. You're going to be okay. a live app. I'm the, I'm the, I'm going to be your live 
version of the buddy app. The buddy, I'm so excited about this. I feel like if there's anyone I want to be my buddy at that march, it's you. And then um, the other thing I was going to say. on. Now I have to pronounce your name correctly (laughs) and be your buddy. So then the other thing I was going to say is that I am so over apps. I can't, like, I think companies should pay me to download their apps at this point. But well, you are an influencer. I mean, companies technically I, could pay. Well, you are okay, thank right? You, I mean, I you you wield influence. You wield influence. You have a <laughs> conference. You were at the White House. I was. That was very exciting. And President Obama responded to an essay I wrote with, and named me twice in his response. So p- you could be qualified as an influencer, and you could have potentially companies paying you to download their apps. Well, the the app I'm going to mention, this company is not paying me. Uh, but I'm excited about them. It's called uh, Spot Fund. Spot Fund. Yeah. Okay. And it's a platform for micro giving. So you don't have to sign up and give, you know, $10 a month for a year to an organization. You don't have to commit to giving, you know, uh, $100 or $500. But if something comes up that you're passionate about, let's say unfor- if there's unfortunately a natural disaster somewhere or if there's a food company that you're interested or a food nonprofit that you're interested in supporting or a or a, you know an organization like Heritage Radio, for example, you can go and download the Spot Fund app and um, give a dollar or two dollars or three dollars. It's micro giving, and I think all of that will add up to a lot of money over time. Micro giving has been a big trend for the last few years, particularly in um, helping to fund. Uh, I've seen it at, for women's projects. You know, across the world, international projects, mm-hmm. women coming together in their communities, looking to fund small local businesses um, in countries in Africa and South America and things like that. Also, micro giving is also exactly what they do at the grocery store oh, yeah. when they say, would you like to give a dollar to the yes. Heritage Radio Network? Would you like to give $2 or round up your change? So micro giving definitely adds up when you think about it, all those little you know, bits and pieces of things. So um, definitely something worth checking out for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's, I, I guess I never thought of it that way, that all of these things kind of originate in, in the Luddite, you know, the way that we used to do things before. Well, those things still happen. That's One true. of my favorite things uh, for micro giving is um, when you travel internationally, that they always have those containers or envelopes where you can give all of your pieces of change mm-hmm. from the foreign country when you um, fly back and forth. So, like, if you're just coming back from a trip from Europe and you have all these, like, Euro coins and you don't need them anymore, you throw them into a container and then they oh, give yeah. them to a charity. Yeah. So I, I see those around airports. And at one point, airlines used to give out little envelopes for you to give your change hmm. um, at the end of a trip, which I always thought was very cool. So micro-giving. Micro-giving. Great. Let's all give more. Okay, and it's um, Spot Fund, S-P-O-T-F-U-N-D? Yes. And iPhone? Uh, yes, and I believe Android probably as well. Okay, great. So also joining us in studio today is Monique Nadeau, who is the CEO and founder of Eat Love. Dot is, which we'll t- get to the IS later. Um, joining us from the West Coast. Do you have an app that you like these days? That you, oh, an old favorite I, maybe? Something you've always used? I tend to do, I use the LinkedIn app a lot. Um, 
I tend to use the LinkedIn app a lot. And I think also I'm not downloading as many apps as I used to or using them. I have to say, sometimes I'll use the Whole Foods app. <laughs> so LinkedIn, and you use that for... Well, I'm an entrepreneur, so I'm constantly connecting with folks, and it's a good way for me to, you know, manage all my contacts. And you know, I'd like to, um, you know, see, um, you know, see different across different networks. So that's interesting. I've heard some people say that they think that LinkedIn is sort of waning in its usefulness, just because it's sort of so large and people do it, or they don't maintain it, or there's too many profiles. But you find it still. I do. For you. I do. I, I maintain my my um, my profiles up to date, and I also connect with folks that I meet as I travel around the country. I just had a experience a couple weeks ago where I needed to connect with a dietitian in a small, you know, in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I needed a very specific expertise, and I wanted some feedback on something we were doing, and. I just wrote to that individual and they were kind enough to respond quickly and I could jump on the phone. And I think that's a really unique thing to be able to find that expertise and they were happy to help. Um, and, you know, I'll have the same request that will happen to me. And, you know, it's, you, you know, give a little, get a little. And I think it works really well. So I think everybody, I think that's true. A lot of people have expanded really quickly, but um, I tend to link in with folks that I've met. Okay, well, that's good to know. We did a show... I think last year, I think it was 2016, about looking for a job in the digital age in the restaurant industry mm -hmm. and what were the things that were helpful for HR people, things that were helpful for chefs and restaurant people looking for jobs and did the online platforms, you know, like LinkedIn or culinary agents or, you know, job boards work or was it still in real life? Um, and it was really, it wound up being a combination of things, a combination yeah. of using digital in some respects, but then at the end of the day, it coming down to real life. And in some instances, real life hustle. It still pays off in the restaurant world to go and stand in the restaurant and wait to talk to the chef. <laughs> that sounds like a really interesting episode. I think about that a lot because specifically in the food world, there are so many job sites for people in food. And as food has become more trendy, it's sort of created this other aspect of the business that, you know, before, like you said, it would just be walking around and handing out your resume and mm -hmm. going and meeting with the executive chef of a restaurant. It is a great episode. Um, during the break, I will look up what number exactly that is. But we had an HR manager, hmm. director um, from the Dynex group, which is the Daniel Bulu restaurant group. And then we had a young woman who was a chef looking for work. Hmm. So it was looking at it from the, in, in real life terms to the both sides of the coin, which was working for them, you yeah. know, the different services, which ones they liked, you know, all those different kinds of things. And so from the person hiring and from the person looking. So it's a great episode. And that's actually a, a lovely segue into why both of these women are here. We really try to create um, a great conversation that is actionable and perhaps realistic versus just giving you a talking version of a press kit. So Monique is here because she has recently um, gone live with a beta version of her company, eatlove.is, which is um, personalized meal planning services via subscription for you and your family. And Nas, as we know, is a food tech lady, bitten.com. This is bitten.com. But she is also a one-time user of some of the meal kits. Mm -hmm. So... 
she's dabbled in that arena. She's definitely interested in food and nutrition and cooking and is potentially uh, a good uh, consumer focus group of one. So I thought it would be really interesting. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> Well, the, the great thing about being a focus group is that you just have to say what you think. <laughs> That's always what gets me into trouble. <laughs> excellent. Excellent. I'm waiting for the episode where it gets really heated and, you know, exciting. Everybody's usually um, really thoughtful and interested and having great conversation. We haven't had the fisticuffs episode yet, <laughs> except for the one episode where we actually had fighters on. So, oh, wow. Yeah. Anyway, I digress. Um, so Monique is, is here, and she's going to tell us about the service and talk with Nas about her experiences with the different meal services and you know what would be appealing to her and what she needs because Nas is kind of demographically a little bit the target audience. Oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah, you're somebody's target. <laughs> Always. <Ooh. laughs> um, so. Um, yeah. Monique, I will let you take it away. Again, her company is eatlove.is. And um, just because I know people want to know what .is means, because we know .org is nonprofit, we know .com is commerce, we know .nyc is a New York City business, edu is education, is is Iceland. It is. It so is tell us how it is came to be that your company is .iceland. Gosh, you're the first person who's asked me that, and it's nice to be asked. Um, so Actually, everybody I mentioned this company to, <laughs> and the website said, what's IS? So um, the, the idea of the name of Eat Love was that um, we believe that food should bring you joy, uh, whatever that is, and that everyone should have the opportunity to nourish themselves and their families in a way that makes them feel good. And so for us, thanks to our, you know, friends in Iceland, the idea was eat love is, and then you fill in the blank. So eat love is spending time with your family. Eat love is, is going to the farmer's market and having, you know, the first Romanesco of the season uh, or the first, you know, strawberries of spring. Uh, eat love is when you see your child, you know, cut strawberries for the first time or being able to make your grandmother's macaroni and cheese. And so the idea of Eat Love Is uh, was something that resonated with me. And then when we looked at uh, picking a domain name, we thought, why not be a bit different? So that was what we chose. So that's interesting because when I've been doing the promotional materials for this show on the Tech Bytes, um, Tech Bytes HRN, Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, I'm just calling it Eat Love because I don't often put the entire URL sure. name when I'm discussing the company, because typically the company name is whatever comes before the dot. Sure. So I've been calling it Eat Love and not Eat Love Is. Is the company name Eat Love Is? The company name is Eat Love. Okay. And if you Google search Eat Love, one word, it will come up. And I think often we don't write the whole URL in any case. And so we um, eat love is is something that we sort of talk about, but the actual company name and again, it was this idea that you could fill in the blanks that's you know suited you, and so um, that was something that resonated with us, and I think it very much encapsulates the mission and the purpose of of the company. And just while we're on the subject of um, most commonly asked questions, when I was talking about this with different people, <coughs> excuse me. The close proximity to eat, pray, love was—is that of 
interest, concern, happy coincidence, or? I think um, I enjoyed the movie, if that's the question. Um, No, I think that eat and love are two words, you know, that we associate very much in things that we hold near and dear. And when you think about, again, the idea of food should bring us joy, that really resonated and you know if there was a a movie with the word pray in it interestingly we're actually our offices are located in lower pack heights in san francisco in a gothic pre-earthquake church so i guess we put the pray in our own eat love um and um yeah i think if it you know i think that folks could associate people could associate that with the first time they hear it but i think after they use the the service and they start to see that they can in, sit down with those that they love and have a good meal and that it's manageable on a weeknight. Um, I think that they can create their own eat love. So that's a good segue into you have a potential user right here. So ne- tell, tell, tell her about what your, what your company does and how that might be helpful. And then you get to ask questions. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, um, actually, but if it's okay before I start, I'd love to hear a little bit about um, your situation and sort of how you view cooking during the week and what you find are some of the things that bring you joy and also some of the challenges that you face. Um, I feel like this is interesting for me because I ha- since I'm a focus group, I have to separate my brand strategist because that's that's the other part of what I do. No, no, no. That's that's part of how you process the world. I think that's absolutely (laughs) fine. It's almost impossible for me to turn off my journalist question, advertising, marketing. Okay. Okay. Point of view. I mean, it's just part of, I mean, you're, you're a complex person. Feel free to use all the colors. Okay. Excellent. I like this. Um, so what is, what was the question? (laughs) So the question was, is describe to me, because I'm interested Mm -hmm. a little bit about some of the things around food that bring you joy and also some of the challenges if you face any during the week to be able to you know eat the way you would like or share food the way you would like and you know sort of plan prep and and shop for food so um this is a you know obviously informed by not just what i do but how I live and, 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 and all of that. Uh, so food, I just love the space, which is why I work in the space. But when we're talking about eating food and planning meals and making food, um, I eat like a hobo. Like I eat beans out of a can. I am <laughs> completely, I used, I'm a great cook and I'm, an, I'm a great baker. But, um, and when I was married, I used to cook a lot more, but now I'm divorced and I'm single. And I just can't get behind cooking a huge, fancy, nice meal for myself. And I'm incredibly lazy when it comes to things like that. And obviously super busy as an entrepreneur. So there, I eat a lot of salads that are always the same thing. It's like, you know, micro kale or spinach um, or arugula with some olive oil and vinegar and like a can of sardines opened on top of it or, or something like that. Or literally I, I have eaten like beans out of a can with a spoon. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I always joke that I have this, this like big, exciting food company, but I'm not a foodie in the same way that a lot of people who are my audience consider themselves foodies and that like they want to have these beautiful, exquisite meals and food experiences. And 
obviously that's important to me and I think that a lot of connection comes out of food and I would love to be in a place again where I can throw dinner parties and things like that but in an ev- on an every night regular basis yeah that's my well I appreciate your honesty I, I think a lot of folks will, you know, a lot of people will think back, oh, I did this, I made this incredible bouillabaisse, and it was fantastic, and everyone was eating it and wanted, you know, seconds and thirds. So I appreciate, um, I think, you know, certainly, do you find that your the constraints that you face are around time or planning, or it's like 7.30 at night or 8.30, and you open up the refrigerator and you think, gosh, what do I have in here? I've got a half-eaten can of... Mm-hmm. Uh, beans and I've got a couple sardines and I'm going to throw something together. Yeah, I think it's a combination of all of those things for me. Definitely, I often forget during the day to eat and I'm just busy and I'm working. And especially if I'm working from home, I, I usually try to go to my office to work. But some days I wake up and I start working and then all of a sudden it's 5 p.m. and I like haven't left the couch except to let the dog out. Yeah. So um, so part of it is that, which is why I eat a lot of eggs because eggs are so easy to make and you can make a really great fast meal. You can just put something on top of them. You can whatever. You can fry them. You can scramble them. We all know how to make different types of and eggs. And eggs are almost the perfect food. Um, how so? In terms of their nutritional content and what they have in terms of all the different, you know, proteins and carbs and elementally, they're almost like a perfect food. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, Another thing that I do, especially in the winter a lot, so salads, eggs, but also I like easy soups. I've been making way too much uh potato leek soup like more than anybody should eat in a life i i make it like at least once a week and then it's two of my meals for sure Mm -hmm. um because it's easy and it's delicious and it feels super filling and it's healthy and i don't have to think again i don't have to think too much about it and can i ask what your current shopping schedule is like well i think that living in new york for groceries for groceries (laughs) Your current shopping schedule for groceries. For shoes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And pantry food items. Well, okay, so this is great, actually. I um, am obsessed with Thrive Market, mm-hmm. and I love what they do, especially because they give access to um, lower-income families uh, to get, you know, their services. So they discount. It's almost like a Costco for millennials, I think, is how they uh, advertise themselves, or maybe some magazine kind of coined that for them. But... Um, uh, they have all the pantry items that you would need for about 30 to 40% off. And I think that's even a little bit more when you consider that we live in New York and mm-hmm. most of the pantry items are bought at the corner deli, um, which is a little bit more expensive than a traditional grocery store probably. So I definitely at least once a month stock up on all of my nuts and canned items and toilet paper and all of that stuff from Thrive Market. And then once every few days I'll go to the, and you know, I, I live in a, a neighborhood that doesn't have a big grocery store. It has a specialty market that's really, really expensive. And so I keep saying, don't go there. And then I can't help it. Everything's so pretty. I, I go probably a couple of times a week and get some kale or this and that. And I definitely go to the farmer's market every single Saturday because it's just two blocks from my house. I, I was a member of a CSA, but they kicked me out. So how um, do you get kicked out of a CSA? <laughs> Well, I mean, they would say that it was because I didn't fulfill my work shift. And I would say it's because they refuse to admit that they're capitalists as well. Wow. 
silence in the studio. I'm going to jump in and take this as an opportunity to take a little bit of a station break. We at the Heritage Radio Network dot org are not capitalists. We are a 501c3 nonprofit, and we subsist entirely on the generosity and support of our members, underwriters, and sponsors. So we're going to take a listen to see who some of those wonderful folks are who are helping us keep the lights on. Today's program is brought to you by the Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board. Wisconsin produces the world's best cheese, period. Why? Lush grasslands, glacial water supply, fourth-generation cheesemakers, combining old-world tradition with the new ideas and highest standards. The very best milk. What do you think of when you think of Wisconsin cheese? For me, I think cheese curds, delicious fresh cheese curds, or deep-fried cheese curds. Cheese curds literally any way, any time, any place. I think about Andy Hatch and Upland's Cheese Company, the operation behind the Pleasant Ridge Reserve cheese that's literally America's most awarded cheese. I think of the deliciously stinky Limburger and its long-storied history. I think about Raleigh's Dumbarton Blue, a perfect blend of English-style cheddar and notes of blue. I think of Emmy Roth's Grand Cru Chichois, which was named 2016's World Champion at the World Championship Cheese Contest. Wisconsin is like the world champion of cheese, and once you start reading the list of cheeses made in Wisconsin on their website, you can see why. The Wisconsin Milk Marketing Board is a nonprofit organization funded entirely by Wisconsin's dairy farm families. Read more at eatwisconsincheese.com, and as soon as you're done listening to this podcast, eat Wisconsin cheese. It's a no-brainer. Well, if you're just joining us and you're wondering what the hell you clicked on, this is Tech Bites, the weekly show on the Heritage Radio Network where we talk about the intersection of food and technologies with some of the innovators and influencers and people making food tech life happen. Today we are in studio with Monique Nadeau, who is the CEO of a company called eatlove.is, Eat Love Is, and that is personal meal planning. Um, via subscription. Subscriptions start at $14 a month, go up to $36 for three months, and $99 for a whole year. And they are trying to help you answer the question, what's for dinner, and help make that happen. So we have created a little focus group of one scenario, and our focus group of one today is Naz Riahi of This Is Bitten. She's the founder of the Food Tech Culture Conference Bitten. The next one will be happening in New York City in May, May 12th, 2017. Um, it's really a fun, great conference if you're interested in that type of thing. And I think everyone listening probably is. Um, if you're really interested in finding out more about that, check out Tech Bytes episode 63, where Naj joined us to talk about her conference last year in L.A. So Monique was just asking Naj a bunch of questions about what her typical day-to-day shopping, eating, and cooking styles are. And it sounds like Nas loves food, spends a lot of time and money with food, but is not entirely satisfied with the different results. 
And so I just had one more question for Nez before we dive in and, and chat a little bit about about Eat Love as a personalized solution. If, if you could name one goal that you had, you talked about opening up the refrigerator at six o'clock and having a half a can of beans left or having to go down to the supermarket, the, the little local shop, which was quite expensive to get some specialty items. If you had to come up with one goal or an aspiration that was either around you know, how many, you know, eating more at home or eating more with friends or for any sort of health goals or, you know, an aspiration around healthy eating, what would what would that be? I think my dream would be to have a personal chef. But in a more realistic at, at this point, I think um, I love the idea of eating with friends. So um, if I were to do a weekly dinner party or a potluck with my friends on a regular basis, I think that would be lovely. Perfect. Okay. And do you have any specific dietary requirements? Um, I am pescatarian. Perfect. And I'm allergic to avocados, weirdly. Perfect. Okay. Uh, all avocados or just when you have like guacamole? No, did, all of them. All yeah. of them. Okay. So um, so the service that we offer at, at Eat Love is the idea that you can nourish yourself and your family, and in your case, also your friends, in a way that works for you. And so for some people, you know, it's cooking and and planning for one meal or two meals Mm -hmm. um, that's going to help them so that they actually have the food that they want in the fridge when they open it up at 6 o'clock. Eat Love allows you to plan one meal or 30 meals um, throughout the week, and we encourage people just to try one. In your case, one thing that I would recommend and I think that would suit you well is to look to start with for three meals per week. And Eat Love um, enables you, um, think of it like a registered dietitian, Evernote and Epicurious in one place. And so we um, ask you some questions about yourself. Um, we do have pescatarian diet. We have avoidances. Uh, we ask you some a little bit about health goals. Um, your skill level and so forth. Um, And then what we provide by crunching about 3 million data points is we actually provide a personalized eating plan for you, uh, the grocery list, and also the prep schedules. So if you do have time and you talk about, you know, being on the the couch for, you know, getting very much engrossed in your work as an entrepreneur, completely understand that. So think about, you know, the four or five things you could do on a Sunday And that could be preparing a soup that you batch cook, and we allow for that. And so you could actually make your leek and potato soup. Uh, You can input your own recipes on Eat Love, but we do have over um, uh, 30 fantastic partners from the chef Bobby Flay and Jonathan Waxman to Indian Simmer, Tasted Beirut, Muy Bueno, and Gluten-Free Girl. So real cross-section, 80% of our partners are cookbook authors, um, and so there's some fantastic and delicious recipes. And I think one thing that, that, gets, um, uh, that, that it's often gets um, forgotten is that by planning more than one meal, you can get efficiencies across ingredients. So Eat Love has, um, optimizes um, with our algorithms um, fresh food waste, and so you don't have the half a can of beans at the end of the week. And it enables you, we quantify the number of servings of fruits, vegetables, whole grains. And for some folks that are like really quantified self, um, you can see everything down. You know, we actually look at down to 160 macro, micronutrients. For a lot of people, they just want to know they're having, you know, three to four servings of vegetables a day. 
Um, but it enables you so that when you do go to that expensive supermarket, you actually have a grocery list. And it enables you to do prep. And it even will send you an email in the morning that says, good morning, Nuz. Don't forget, you know, between your calls, don't forget that you need to chop the three onions that are going to go across your three. Um, so I'm a huge, you know, hack for productivity. Um, you see it a lot when you go to work um, and you don't see it as much in the, um, in the kitchen. Okay, very cool. So are we, are we looking at the website on the show? Sure, sure. Yeah. yeah. Come, I'll try to take my. Uh, so, how does it? So, if I subscribe to, let's say, a three meals a week, basically I get an email with all of my ingredients for that week, and I get recipe options, and then I get to choose if I want to make that meal or pass and select something else. Actually, so you can do it a few ways. Yes, every Friday we'll send you an email that says, "Here's a suggested um, meal plan based on your personal." Uh, preferences um, and but we also you can log into your homepage and mm -hmm. if, let me show you yeah a little bit I'll show you what um, if you can see can you see my screen from here yes so this is actually my personalized dashboard which would be helpful to kind of give you a little bit of a walkthrough and I'm a huge fan of Leanne Brown who wrote a book called Good and Cheap New York Times bestseller on four dollars a day mm -hmm. she was so, my very first guest on Tech Bytes episode one wow. about the Forbes 30 under 30 winners, and she was one of the Forbes 30 under 30 in the food tech space in 2015. Tech Bytes episode one. That's yes. awesome. Yes, she's fun. She's fantastic. And so um, Jen had mentioned that we are a subscription service. Uh, we provide two weeks of a free trial, but also in partnership with Leanne Brown, we actually provide all of her recipes. There's over 80 of them on Eat Love, and those are free, um, and you can use those to plan and get a grocery uh, a grocery list. So that was um, that is what my family are having. They're having the banana pancakes, and what they see is that okay, that you can actually see that in fact that it's scheduled. One of the great things is I actually plan this from 33,000 feet mm -hmm. um, on a Virgin America flight. And I actually was able to plan what my family was going to have. And then um, my husband was able to take the grocery list. And then I have um, my children actually contribute to prep. Mm -hmm. So I'm all about automating and delegating. And as an entrepreneur like you, I don't have a lot of time. But I do want to be able to spend, you know, five minutes, um, 10 minutes max planning for the week so that I know that there's the right food in the refrigerator. I find that when we don't plan, my grocery bills go up about 20%. Mm -hmm. um, the average American uh, family throws away over $2,500 worth of food a year. Mm -hmm. So just the sheer act of planning and then Eat Love wants to do that in a personalized way. So here I can automatically scale the recipes. So again, we talk about your friends coming over. You know, food is, you know, we, as I said earlier, foods um, should bring us joy. So in addition to those two meals that you're going to be making that you could batch cook and have some for breakfast and, excuse me, for lunch or for dinner, uh, you like eggs, you know, and you could see how you're going to use those dozen eggs those week. You could also plan one meal um, for you and your friends and by all means do it as a potluck. You could share the grocery list. And you can email that and then email that to your friends through Eat Love. And you can also post the menu for that evening uh, to them on Facebook. So here is the recipe that we're having uh, today. But if I wanted to, and I wanted to look at a three-day plan, 
and I wanted to look at diets, and I wanted to see pescatarian. I'm also gluten-free, but I'll remove that. And of course, if you were allergic you know, to tree nuts or you decided you want to spend a week going vegan, all of that can be changed on demand. We also uh, provide a diabetic-friendly, and um, we work very closely with dietitians across the country. We have two on staff. So if you imagine a dietitian's been involved in this in every step of the way, and so you've got three-day plans, dinner, pescatarian, and as you can see here, let's say weeknight, gluten-free, pescatarian. So that one has your tofu, and let's say I want to swap that recipe. I want to search for, you said that you like... Um, Let's look for something here that has salmon. So we've got a few ones for you to choose from. And we've got slow roasted salmon, Moroccan salmon quinoa bowls. We have salmon, quinoa and asparagus. We've got, this one is a great recipe, roasted salmon with veggies. So you can pick that. It will show you the cost per serving, the number of ingredients, how much your prep time you can select this recipe, and then you can schedule your plan. You want to start a new grocery list, and voila. So you've actually, I've combined those three that what with what uh, we're having to show you an idea. And again, if you start with one plan, you know, one recipe, it's great to try something new. The benefit of actually um, looking at it from a meal plan perspective is that you're able to combine your ingredients for less food waste, which of course less food waste also means less cost and certainly less than what you're throwing in the bin at the end of the week. In the grocery list, we've partnered with EWG, the Environmental Working Group. We show you what's part of the dirty dozen at the point when you want to purchase. So it's no more, you know, forgetting if sweet potatoes are part of the dirty dozen or kale. I find that really handy. You can um, increase, you know, your groceries can be completely um, personalized and you can add your paper towels and you can add before you go to the grocery store. And then also you can save recipes and you can use those for planning. And then with our prep and cook, you can see the things that you can do in advance. So it's just a little bit of organization that you might have in your professional life. Mm -hmm. That um, if planning takes you more than six minutes on a Sunday night, I would be surprised. But also something to look forward to around not just the meals that you're having at home. And we often will see with our efficiency score that's um, being optimized not just for food waste, but also with um, ingredients, that you're able to get three meals for 12 fresh ingredients or less. So it's no more that you're going to the supermarket, you know, or this small little shop and you're looking around, you get home and you've got sort of bits and bobs, but you don't really have something that you're able to prepare a meal that you could say, call up, a, you know, a girlfriend and say, hey, why don't you come over and, you know, watch something with a bottle of wine? Does that sound like it would be helpful for you? I think there's lots of really interesting aspects to this, certainly the customization and the Dirty Dozen features. I think it's a really great platform for someone with a lot of dietary restrictions or maybe someone who's a little bit more of a planner than I am. What 
because here's my my whole thing. Like, if I'm going to go online, I, and I, I, I've stopped buying cookbooks. I only buy them because they're beautiful, but I don't really make anything out of cookbooks anymore. I can just go up and look the recipe up for anything that I want to make on a dozen on dozens, hundreds of websites, right? So I think that one aspect of this that would be interesting to me is as opposed to going through all the meals and figuring out like that super advanced planning of all the things I'm going to eat that week, I would rather have go through and check off like 10 things I'm going to buy at the grocery store already or that I know that I'm interested in and then have it based on that give me suggestions of meals that will help me use all of those ingredients um, uh, so a little bit inverted in a way, as opposed to Reverse starting. Reverse engineering. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So Love is putting out our pro version, which will be targeted towards uh, registered dietitians because they get asked every day and every week mm-hmm. by folks to, you know, by people to make meal plans for them, either because they're looking to lose weight or they are dealing with a specific health issue. If I look at our users, about 50% of them from surveys that we've done, that we've done have come to us because they have... Uh, a specific uh, health consideration. If you think about it today, you know, with 40% of what children eat being devoid of any nutrition, about 50% of the U.S. population eats for some type of health reason, food allergy, or they have a very strong food preference. You know, unfortunately, we have 86 million pre-diabetics in the United States, nearly one in three adults. So we're finding increasing that, that, you know, that people are associating food as the medicine they eat three times a day. Mm-hmm. So for those perhaps where convenience, and we think about meal kits where you get the single carrot wrapped in cellophane, and that's going to be the carrot that you use for a Tuesday night, Eat Love is looking at it from the perspective of we're going to give you a bunch of carrots and we are going to look to use 92% of them because we know down to the gram how much you know, leftover you're going to have and then what's going to be, you know, in terms of, of, of um, you know, carrot tops and what's not going to be. But can Nas, Nas select recipes by choosing carrots? I yes, think what's her can. point. So, so she can she, say, this week I want to eat carrots, salmon, kale, and eggs. So and then it po- could, would it populate... So currently, it's looking at a lot of, you know, as I, get, as I said before, we're evaluating a lot of things. Keywords are clearly one of them, but we're also evaluating, you know, the nutritional content and the um, cost and the time. But with our um, pro version that is coming out uh, in the next six weeks, as you think through the walkthrough of, okay, what are the things you'd like to eat? Mm-hmm. Do you like salads for lunch? Do you like to, you know, do you like smoothies? Do you not like smoothies? You really like salmon. And that's going to take into uh, consideration preferences to a higher level that maybe thinks of Mr. Right as opposed to, you know, or Mr. Right Now rather than I always want uh, turkey or I don't ever want avocado. So some of that nuance. I think this also, the service makes a lot of sense for dietitians and nutritionists who have to give recipes to their clients and who have to give meal plans. I think one of the other components for me, especially as a consumer, but also as a, as a strategist that I think about is the monetization model. Like, am I going to pay $99 when I can just Google, when I'm, uh, I'm, I can just Google a recipe for something, right? Um, so then what are the other ways, streams of monetization um, for the, for the brand where you build up the community and the consumer base and you have a bunch of users and then you can monetize either through partnerships with different 
um, food brands or grocery delivery services or things like that? Sure. I mean, we we say that our target audience are, are people who are cooking a minimum of three meals a week, and that could include avocado toast. Mm-hmm. So... Um, when you're cooking and you're shopping, the average American will shop at least two times a week. That's when they're starting to think of multiple meals. They're thinking a little bit in ahead. Actually, about 55% of Americans do think a little bit in ahead. And that's where Eat Love thinks, well, I'm going to go in and actually spend money. The difference, if, if you're looking for a single recipe, your favorite blueberry muffin recipe, Eat Love is not the site for you. Of course, there are gazillion recipes for free um, that are available. When you're thinking about how does that recipe fit in with your overall goals, whether they are budget, time, or um, budget time or nutrition, that's where Eat Love is starting to look at it in the aggregate. That blueberry muffin recipe is not in isolation. Uh, how many servings of fruits and vegetables are you having? You don't need to have a dietary requirement for that. We all should be thinking about how many servings of fruits and veg. So it enables you to think of, of, of your shop, which I'm sure, you're, you know, as most people are spending a lot of money every month and thinking about how we're going to maximize it. When we did our pilot funded by the Kaiser Family Foundation, of which 30% of the uh, participants were low income, what we did find is that they um, saved the uh, subscription cost after two meals of serving a family of four for reduction in food waste. Mm-hmm. One, because they plant, and two, because the ingredients were optimized. So it's not, you know, there isn't those sad little carrots at the end of the week going, eat me, eat me. <laughs> now you're actually able to look at it. You know, it's great to have a goal. It's even better to have a game plan. And that's where Eat Love comes in. Especially in January, it's the beginning of the year. People always come out of the gate with ideas about things they're going to do better, become more efficient, um, try more things. And to me, you know, a lot there, this this is definitely a category, personalized um, menu planning, services, organizational shopping lists, recipes, resources. It's definitely a category. Um, There are other companies out there that do it. We've actually had some um, apps on, like Feast Kitchen, which was Tech Bytes episode 67, which is an interesting app that does something similar. Um, there's also an app called Food Stand, which is a community and gives you goals and things like that, a little bit different um, and free. People are looking for ways to get help to get organized because a lot of times they don't know where to start. I look at something like Eat Love almost as like a personal trainer for your kitchen and your your home cooking. Mm -hmm. There are some people, um, if you you look at personal training and working out at the gym, there are some people who are super self-motivated and they are organized and they know what they're doing and they can get themselves to the gym or on a running schedule and just say, I'm going to do it and I'm going to get it done and it's going to be great and they'll achieve their goals. And there are some people who need help. They need somebody to make them accountable, get them to the gym, make them work out. They have no idea where to start, you know, help them start small and, you know, build up so that they don't, you know, hurt themselves or become discouraged. So, I mean, I definitely think there's a lot of leeway, but if you're the person who has no idea where to start, you know, having somebody help you and assist you with that might be the way to go. Um, but I think, you know, it'll be interesting to see, to see, to see how, to see how, how, how it pans out and the difference between like the pro version and the, consumer version, because it sounds like Nas is not a registered dietitian, but she would be interested in some of the customization aspects that you're offering in the pro side. So it'll be interesting to see how it develops because 
you're still just in the beta phase, right? It kind of reminds me, I love filters, and it reminds me a little bit of the Nike training app, which I'm mm. obsessed with. Mm -hmm. um, you can highly customize your workouts through the mm -hmm. Nike training app based on the duration, the intensity, whether you have equipment, if you want it to be for what part of the body you want it to be for. And so that is always really thrilling and exciting. Yeah. There's I, I, also, if you, and we're actually really just running out of time, but if you're interested in being able to access recipes based solely on the ingredients, I encourage everybody to check out Chef Watson, which is a project between IBM Watson, which is the cognitive computer and Bon Appetit magazine. And you can go to the Chef Watson website. There's also a Facebook group. And you can plug in sardines, egg, and kale. And it'll ask you if you're eating breakfast, lunch, or dinner, what types of things you like, you know, perhaps, you know, spices or ethnic groups or different types of, you know, culture cuisines. And it'll give you a recipe that it generates spontaneously. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of an interesting, you know, to your reverse engineering point. Um, well, lots more to look at this year, coming year, to see which of the services and trends are going to really grab on and take off. I want to thank Monique Nadeau from eatlove.is for coming to visit us. If you want to follow them on social media, it is at eatloveis. And again, the website is eatlove.is. I want to thank Naz Riahi. <laughs> Every of, time. This is Bitten for coming to join us. She is at This Is Bitten or at Naz Riahi, N A Z R I A H I. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you heard, come back and see us on Thursday at 11 a.m. on heritageradionetwork.org or go to iTunes, subscribe, and don't miss an episode. And leave us a five star review while you're at it. I'm Jennifer Leutzi. This is Tech Bytes. Thanks for listening to Heritage Radio Network, food radio supported by you. For our freshest content and to hear about exclusive events, subscribe to our newsletter. Enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. And we couldn't do it without support from listeners like you. Want to be a part of the food world's most innovative community? Rate the shows you like, tell your friends, and please... Join our community by becoming a member. Just click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Thanks for listening.